0: Vino Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well-researched and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge. Because as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls with Dr. Plenty.
2: Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls with me, Dr. Nicole O'Plenty. Guess what? It's Heart Health Month. Yes, it's February. So today we're going to talk about what none of us wants to talk about, and that's weight. Yes, we need to talk about weight to address heart health. I know no one wants to admit that they're overweight or even obese, but a lot of us, including myself, are. If your body mass index, or what we call BMI, is over 25, then you're overweight. If it's over 30, then you are in fact obese, my friends, If we fall into these categories, it doesn't mean that you don't look fantastic because I look fantastic and I know you look fantastic, but it does mean that we have a slightly higher risk of having some adverse complications in pregnancy and in life. Obesity is associated with an increased risk of almost all pregnancy complications. You have an increased risk of gestational hypertension. That's when you have high blood pressure just in the pregnancy. You have an increased risk of preeclampsia. That's when you have High blood pressure and protein in your urine can also cause some damage to your liver and kidneys, as well as your blood count and platelets. I know I've done a podcast episode on this subject as well as a YouTube video on this subject. So if there's any concern, you should watch and listen to both of those because this is really important um, for black women. There's also an increased risk of gestational diabetes. And even if you didn't have diabetes before, even if no one in your family has diabetes, if you're obese, you have an increased risk of getting diabetes just in the pregnancy. And that's because you have a lot more hormones in pregnancy that make you resistant. You could have a big baby or what we call large for gestational age infant um, because of too much blood sugar crossing the placenta and giving the baby too much blood sugar to absorb. There's a higher risk of congenital defects um, like brain defects and heart defects in people that are obese in general, even if you don't have diabetes. And this occurs more frequently than people that have a normal BMI. So it's evident that obese pregnant women are at increased risk of maternal deaths and complications during labor and delivery just because of obesity. Now, even if you're not pregnant, Being overweight is associated with an increased risk of diabetes and yes, heart disease as well, which includes cardiovascular disease and heart attack. Also would have an increased risk of stroke. If you are pregnant, one way to reduce your risk of all these things we've just listed is to lose weight. Even if you're not, losing weight is good. Losing as little as 10 pounds can significantly reduce your risk of hypertension and gestational diabetes and all the complications that come because of it. Hypertension, gestational diabetes, and obesity are all independent risk factors for preeclampsia, which is the major reason that Black and Hispanic women die during or shortly after pregnancy. So I know that we don't wanna talk about obesity. We don't wanna talk about weight or weight loss or diet and exercise, but we sort of have to, especially this month when we're focused on heart health and ways to reduce it. So now... Let's go to cases to see how I can help the listeners about this important subject.
1: Our first case is a 34-year-old who has been trying to get pregnant for three years now. Her husband has been evaluated and his sperm count and quality are normal. Her workup so far has included an ultrasound, which was normal, and hormone levels which show that she has normal ovulation and a normal follicle count. Her medical problems include diabetes, which is well-controlled with metformin, and obesity. She weighs 334 pounds and has a BMI of 46. She has been told to lose weight before getting an embryo transfer, but she doesn't think that it's necessary, especially since she's almost 35 years old. Her reproductive endocrinologist sent her to you for a preconception consult.
2: So um, it sounds like for this case, the patient may have already received an egg retrieval because she knows she has a normal follicle count and she probably has frozen embryos and is awaiting a transfer. And if that's the case, um, I would agree with the reproductive endocrinologist and say, hey, girl, you need to wait until you lose a little bit of weight before having this embryo transfer. Weight in itself, especially with a BMI of forty six and being three hundred and thirty four pounds, which pretty much means you probably a little taller. Um, because if, if uh usually if you're shorter you know, your BMI is basically your weight and your height together. There's a formula. So you're taller. So you probably don't look like you weigh 334 pounds, which is probably why you're having some confusion. But your BMI is that number that we focus on. So if your BMI... Is over 30, you are in fact obese. If you are, BMI is over 40, then we consider that in the extreme morbid obese category. And so it's harder for us to diagnose fetal anomalies in people that are, have a BMI over 40. Um, You might have to have numerous ultrasounds to diagnose um, your baby's anatomy as being normal versus abnormal. And your endocrinologist is right. If you can reduce your weight to a healthier weight, You don't have to be 125 pounds, but just like I said before, reducing your weight as little as 10 pounds will help reduce your risk of diabetes um, that that worsens um, as well as preeclampsia, which can be a reason that you have a smaller baby as well as a reason that you may have to be delivered early. So I think that you've done all the right things everywhere else meaning you're well-controlled on metformin, which is great, but you can possibly come off of metformin if you lose weight before you get pregnant. So if you can maximize or optimize your health before you get pregnant, that will reduce your risk during the pregnancy and help with the embryo transfer. People that have obesity have a decreased success rate of transfer in general. So why waste all that money and not do everything you can to have a successful pregnancy. So um, I would definitely encourage you To lose a little bit of weight, especially if you already had embryos that are just waiting to be transferred, your risk would be that of the age of the embryo. So if you've had an egg retrieval at age 33 and now you're 34, well, that embryo is still going to be that of a 33-year-old woman, not of a 34 or 35-year-old woman. So you've already gotten the hard part over. So now it's just a matter of making sure you're doing everything you can to make sure your temple is the best it can be to accept that transfer. So I would definitely agree with that. Now if you have not gotten um uh if you have not had an egg retrieval and embryos um, I would say I would not wait to do that. Um, there's no reason that you having a normal follicle count should have to wait to get an egg retrieval and then, um, embryos developed. You can get that egg retrieval now if you have a normal follicle count and then lose weight and then get the transfer after you lose weight. Some people that have obesity don't have normal follicles, like they're not ovulating. And so for those people, I would say lose weight to allow yourself to have normal ovulation first so that you can get the best egg retrieval you possibly can to then get embryos developed, to then get uh, the transfer done. But because you've already done those first steps, you should lose weight first and then get your transfer. So the case pearl and all that is losing weight before pregnancy can reduce your risk of adverse complications During the pregnancy and increase your chances of a successful pregnancy in general.
1: Our second case is a 32 year old who is 28 weeks pregnant. She was referred to you because of poor maternal weight gain. She has a history of chronic hypertension that is well controlled without medications. She weighs 228 pounds and has a BMI of 38. She has only gained six pounds the entire pregnancy, but denies having issues with her appetite or vomiting. She has been careful with her diet because she knows she is at high risk for gestational diabetes.
2: Um, a lot of people worry about weight gain in pregnancy. And so I am not one that focuses on weight gain tremendously i'm more about making sure you maintain a healthy lifestyle making sure you're eating three meals a day and three snacks a day so that your blood sugar regardless if you have gestational diabetes pre-existing diabetes or you're just pregnant without any type of diabetes your blood sugar should remain at a steady state and that's a way for you to make sure you do that as well as keep your energy level up frequent meals throughout the day is a good thing um She's 28 weeks. So if you're 28 weeks, you still have a lot of the pregnancy to go. And I I would say pace yourself. So if you're not losing weight and you're eating a normal diet, I would not focus so much so on making sure you're gaining a tremendous amount of weight. Plus, If you have a BMI of 38, you should really gain about 11 to 20 pounds the entire pregnancy. So you already have gained six pounds. So really to maintain that healthy amount of recommended weight gain, you only have five more pounds to go. So remember, pace yourself because most people gain the majority of their weight in the third trimester you're just starting the third trimester. So I would not be as concerned. I would recommend that an ultrasound is obtained if there's any concern about the amount of weight that's gained or the height of your belly or what's called the fundal height, which is where we measure your belly from the pubic bone all the way up to the top of the uterus. If that is uh, less than three centimeters different than your actual gestational age. So for this patient, she's 28 weeks, so her fundal height should be... 28 centimeters. If it's less than 25 centimeters, that could indicate that the baby might be growth restricted, which would prompt us to do an ultrasound to measure the size of the baby. Um, But if the size of the baby is okay, meaning normal being between the 10th and the 90th percentile, then she has nothing to worry about. Um, And when I say 10th to 90th, we basically put all babies on a growth curve based on their gestational age with one being the smallest baby and 100 being the biggest baby. And if you fall anywhere from 10 to 90, that's considered very normal. If your baby is over the 90th percentile, that means it's really big and we would have to estimate um, how big the baby would be closer to the time of the delivery to see if you need to have a C-section or a vaginal delivery. If you have diabetes and the baby's growth is over 4,500 grams, then you need a C-section. If you don't have diabetes and the estimated weight or growth is over 5,000 grams, then you need a C-section. Um, the size of the baby, of small babies, less than the 10 percentile, doesn't make a difference in terms of mode of delivery unless the baby is less than 32 weeks, then we have to do some special considerations um, at that point to see if it's safe for a baby to come through the birth canal um, being small. But for you, um, six pounds, I would think right now is normal and on track for perfect weight gain during the pregnancy. I wouldn't try to gain anything uh, additional. I would just maintain your same diet um, as long as you're drinking um, 80 to 100 ounces of water a day and maintaining six small meals or breakfast, lunch, and dinner and three snacks um, a day. That will be perfect. So in this situation, the case pearl is Those with a normal BMI should gain 25 to 35 pounds in the pregnancy. However, if you're overweight, you should gain 15 to 25 pounds. And if you're obese, you should gain 11 to 20 pounds the entire pregnancy. For those underweight, meaning you have a BMI under 18.5, you should gain 28 to 40 pounds through your pregnancy. All right, medical intern, do we have any email
1: cases today? We do. It says... My doctor encouraged me to lose weight prior to pregnancy. Why, when I'll only gain weight anyway? Yeah,
2: we like to think of it that way, right? Uh, You will gain weight. You should gain weight in the pregnancy. We encourage you, even if you're 500 pounds, to gain weight during the pregnancy. Yes, the 500 pound people should gain 11 to 20 pounds during the pregnancy. It's not healthy to lose weight during it. But your doctor is right. If you're overweight or obese, it can only help you to lose weight before you get pregnant. It's almost like, you know how you get ready for a wedding and you're like, this man married you how you were. He saw all of your like roles and He saw your hair like all over your head, but you still want to be amazing, right? On your wedding day, you want to be as prepared as you possibly can. So what do you do? You join a boot camp. you get fit. You want to pick the perfect dress. You want your hair to look slayed. And if you don't like your hair, you get some weave. So you're going to do everything you can to look good on that day, right? Because now you're going to be a wife. So you want to be the prize. Same thing with having a baby. So- you are eating donuts and ho-hos and all this stuff before pregnancy. That's fine. But now you're getting ready to be a mom. So now you're going to eat carrots and celery. You're going to eat steamed veggies. You're going to exercise. You should work out because why? You want to get the best house possible for this child. And so I agree. Optimize your health before you get pregnant because you don't want to to have any reason that your baby is delivered preterm. You don't want an increased risk of preeclampsia. And if you're African-American, you already have that risk factor. You can't change being African-American. You already have that risk factor by itself. If you're obese, you have that risk factor, but decreasing your weight as little as 10 pounds, as I said before, can decrease that risk. If you have other issues, like you have autoimmune disorder or anything else, losing weight will help with that. And help reduce your risk of flares. So you want to do everything you can to make sure that that baby can be delivered at term so that it does not have to stay in the NICU as much as possible. So I agree with your doctor. Losing weight, if you have a weight issue, is going to benefit you in the pregnancy. And then after that, you, you have to eat more anyway to breastfeed. You can go back to eating your snacks or what have you. I would argue you shouldn't go back. You should maintain a healthier lifestyle so you can be around for your child. And I'm not saying that all people that are overweight or obese have these health issues, but we know that obesity does increase your risk of long-term health issues as well as issues with the pregnancy. So go ahead, act like you know having a baby is like dressing up for your wedding day. Like you wanna make sure you get right. So get right for the baby, get right for, before pregnancy. So I think that's, all the questions that we have today, perfect. So thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pros Podcast. Okay, I know that that was a difficult topic. None of us wanna address weight. However, knowing where you stand is important. So this month, do me a favor, step on the scale and figure out what your BMI is. Write down your weight, write down your height, Google BMI calculator and figure out what it is so that you can know where you stand then let's take steps together to reduce your risk of heart disease. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at Pregnancy Pearls. And if you follow, you will see that I too have been stepping on the scale and I have been trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So drop a comment and trust me, I will tag you so that I can remind you to take steps to live a healthier lifestyle. Also, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Pregnancy Pearls with Dr. Plenty for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself, You are your biggest advocate, and no one knows what's going on with your body except you. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty, produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production.